Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. How to resist temptation. You know, all of us face temptation every single day, multiple times in a day. As believers, we are tempted to think things, say things, do things that we know are certainly not God's best for us. Again, as we mentioned yesterday, this was not something that was foreign to the Lord Jesus. When he became a human being, he became one of us, took upon himself human flesh, he faced the same temptations that we face. And he faces them, faced them certainly to a degree much greater than we will ever experience a temptation because he did not yield to them. And when he was tempted, as we are looking in the Gospel of Luke chapter 4, verses uh, 1 through 13, we're looking at how Jesus dealt with temptation. What was his response to the enemy coming to him? And he is establishing and setting for us a pattern of how you and I, like him, can resist and overcome the temptations that face us each and every day. So let's get back into the message, How to Resist Temptation. He can quote it backwards and forwards. He knows the scripture and he knows the truth of the scripture really well. And many times he loves to twist scripture to use it in order to deceive even us as God's children to lure us into temptation or to justify sometimes things that we do just as he tried to lure Jesus in with God's own word. And so he's a very crafty tempter. Now, most of us, we will never encounter the devil himself personally during our lifetime. He probably isn't going to pick any of us out to say, you know what, I'm going to go work on so-and-so because they're a real threat to me. Most of us encounter the unclean spirits that serve him. And those testings and trials, they are ever always present. And these spirits that serve and have their allegiance to the devil, they are his minions to carry out his work and his will against us as God's people. And one of those things that they are certainly at work at constantly is in the use of temptation to get us to sin against God, because it becomes a powerful tool in their hands to be able to bring us into condemnation, guilt, shame, bondage, whenever we succumb to those temptations. Now, when we face temptation, we have to remember, and John, the apostle, tells us that temptation is always going to be focused, and we see it here in this account in Luke, in three specific areas. When he wrote his letter, the first letter that John wrote in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, John wrote these words. He says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, when John's using the term world, he's not talking about nature. He's not talking about the trees and the mountains and oceans and rivers and all the beauty that God has created. We certainly love that. We appreciate that. But he's talking about the system of this world, the way of this world that is completely contrary to God's system, God's kingdom, and God's ways. He says, so we don't have to be in love with that. Because he says, if we love that, and that's where our heart's devotion is at, God's love is not in us. Because he says, for everything that is in the world, then he describes 
the things that are in the world that comprise the system. The lust or the desires of the flesh. The lust or the desires of the eyes. And the boasting or the pride of life. Three things. They are not from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away along with its lust or its desires. But the one who does the will of God abides forever. Three things. Lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, and the boasting or the pride of life. These are very specific. And John says, this is what comprises the world system. These things are the heart of the system of this world that we battle against. We fight these things. We wrestle. We struggle with the lust of the flesh, the lust of our eyes, and the pride of life. We face these things. And these are where the temptations will come from. The lust of the flesh. The cravings, the desires of the evil inclination within us. The Jews understood that when they were a human being, there were two inclinations. There was an inclination to good, an inclination to evil. And obviously the one that we battle against, and we still, even as believers, even though we have become new creations, we're spiritual beings with a soul living in a body, we are a new creation, we are one with God, his life is our life now. We still live in a body that Paul says has a law in it, in this flesh, that is inclined toward evil. There's an evil inclination in us. And we battle that. We fight that. We, we deal with it every day. We all struggle with it. This is, where, this is where the enemy probes in this area to begin to put the bait and so forth of temptation to get that activated and for us to yield and give over to that evil inclination. There's that lust of the flesh, then the lust of the eyes. Now, John starts out with the lust of flesh. He wants to say, okay, here's the reality we all face. It's the evil inclination in our flesh. Something that our, our, our flesh, that which is contrary to God and his character and nature in us, the cravings that Paul describes in Galatians 5, the works of the flesh, and many of those things are described there. But then he says the lust of the eyes. And John says, here's the reality. We have an evil inclination. But the way that that evil inclination generally is activated is through the eyes, what you see, to stir up a longing for it, something you want to do, something you want to say. It is the lust of the eyes. And then, of course, the pride of life that is associated with it. That's an arrogance. It's a, a haughtiness over a person's circumstances. It's kind of like a pretentiousness and a haughty attitude, especially over what we possess, what we have to impress other people. To make them think of us in a certain way. And we, we, there's this haughtiness that's associated with the pride of life. We see these three things active in the very beginning. When Eve and Adam were in the garden, Eve was tested tempted by the adversary to take of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when he told her what he told her, again, he, he used and twisted God's own word to her. And he's saying, what God said to you, he didn't really mean it this way. Let me interpret for you what God was really saying. And then he gave her a fresh interpretation. God didn't want you to do that because he doesn't want you to be like him. He knows that if you do that, you're going to be like him. And he doesn't want that. He's holding back from you. And Genesis 3, 6, it says, Now the woman saw, 
that the tree was good for food. Desire. The flesh in his shirt up. Seeing it, desiring it. It was a thing, she says, of the lust for the eyes. And that the tree was desirable for imparting wisdom. The pride of life. I will possess something. It'll be mine. Unique to me. I'll own it. And that she took of the fruit and she ate. She also gave to her husband who was with her. And he ate. Three things of the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Eve and Adam yielded to those same things. And Jesus was hit with the exact same three things. Devil comes to him. First temptation. You hungry? Make some bread out of these stones. Bust of the flesh. Flesh is craving food. Been without food for 40 days. Go ahead and eat. You deserve to eat, man. You've been 40 days fasting. You've, you've done a good job. Go ahead. Just turn some, just take a look at these little rocks or a few pieces of bread. You can do that. Bust the flesh. Jesus was hit in all of the years. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, every single one of them. And of course, as we will continue looking at this passage, he overcame. He defeated the devil in every single one of those areas. And we can too. Well, Shabbat Shalom. May you have a great weekend. Lord willing, we will be back with you on Monday. May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Adonai lift his countenance towards you and give you his peace.